0: everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Views from the John Podcast. I am your host, John Erez, and today's date is Tuesday, June the 2nd, 2020. And if you're anything like me, and you haven't been living on Mars or under a rock, the last week since we last spoke has been um, nutty. I'm a little over 42 years old. And I can't think of another time in my history since I've been on this planet that I have seen more consternation and disdain in America than any other time before that I've been alive. Uh, we were dealing uh, with the pandemic and everything that goes along with the pandemic, not just people dying or getting sick, but just all the other turmoil Uh, that ends up happening with a pandemic, like a domino effect, everything was affected by it. And then this whole George Floyd thing, and everything that's happened since then. Um, My God, I woke up this morning to Twitter, and just looking at Twitter, there are people that I've been following for years that I highly respect, that I look up to, that never get into this kind of stuff on Twitter, that are starting to share and comment on stories that are blown out of proportion. I mean, just everything that I've held sacred, um, I don't even know where to begin. So I'm gonna try to begin. Um, A couple days ago, I was going to make a video for YouTube on my thoughts about George Floyd, but I didn't. And why didn't I? For two reasons. I thought the last thing anybody would wanna see or hear was just another toxic white male like me, right? Talking about George Floyd. Um, No lie, somebody said this the other day and it's been something I've been saying the past three years and this guy that said it, I didn't know, he lived in New York City and he's from the black community. What did he say the other day on YouTube? He said that, uh, in his opinion, and it's mine too, that uh, there is no tougher time in this country's history than to be a straight white male. And I'm not trying to play the victim here, like uh, the whole world's attacking me and that my life is really fucked up. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, ever since Trump was elected, it seems like if you have white skin, you're automatically like Trump and you voted for him and you're racist. And uh, if you're straight, you don't get much clout anymore either. So, but that's neither here nor there. Um, this thing's so complicated that I didn't, don't even know where to begin. Um, I would like to think that every single person across the country or anywhere in the world has to be on the same page at step one here. And that's why it's so crazy that so many of us are butting heads over this George Floyd thing. Because I think everybody across the board, doesn't matter what color, age, race, sexuality, none of it. Everybody can agree that what happened to George Floyd wasn't right, it was fucked up, and that all the cops, not just the dude with his knee on the guy's neck, but I'm talking every police officer that stood around needs to be charged, arrested, and uh, charged with murder. I don't see anybody arguing that fact. The entire planet is disgusted at this situation. I think we can all agree with that, but where it stops right there for me, is I do not feel, and I am very disappointed, that this has been made out to be a race thing, a black versus white thing. I would think halfway through 2020, based on everything we have learned from our history, that we would wanna be so far past that. Aren't you sick of it? I'm sick of it. I'm sick of people being uh, put into groups Or given helping hands or not given enough rights just based on how dark or light the pigmentation of your skin is that officer would have killed that man had it been had George Floyd been white black yellow green or blue because the cop is an asshole and because he's a respected authority figure with a badge it makes what he did even worse These cops are supposed to protect and serve, not kneel on a neck taking a fucking life. We can all agree with that. But where the buck stops for me is that I hate and I'm disappointed and I'm disgusted that this has been made into a race issue of black versus white, white versus black. We don't need to be at each other's throats. We need to come together, people, not get pushed further apart. And that's what really disappoints me. I am pissed off like no end, like it was my own mother or father that was killed. It's disgusting. And I'm so sick of this double standard with fucking police officers, okay? But it's across the board, people. And I'm not trying to sit here and say that racism doesn't exist or that there isn't a huge breakdown between police and the community, especially the black community. There seems to be a disconnect. We got to work on it. But do I feel as though cops wake up in the morning, put on their duty belt and their boots and their badge, rub their hands together and say, let's go out and kill a black man. I don't see it. I don't. There are plenty of people of all colors every year that are killed by police officers, whether they're justified or not. The bottom line here is that a human being, regardless of age, race, gender, or anything, was stupidly and negligently killed by a trusted police officer. Officers, they should all be tried and charged to the fullest fullest extent of the law. I think we can all agree to that, but I'm just disappointed that the media and so many other people, black and white, have said, look, yep, see, there's what we told you about. Look at these officers just killing another black dude. It ain't about killing black dudes. Plenty of black people kill black people. Plenty of black people kill white people. It's people killing people. It's it's happened for thousands of years and it will continue. But why are we hung up in 2020 on skin color? This is a human right thing. It ain't a black thing. It ain't a white thing. The more that the media tries to spin this in the black on white, it's pushing all of us people further apart. And that's what is so disheartening to me. Everybody on Twitter, social media, protesters, rioters, looters, we're all at each other's throats now, disagreeing over this. We all disagree as a country that what happened to George Floyd was fucked up. We can all agree with that and we can all agree that these cops need to burn as a result of it. We are tired of it. I'm tired of it. You're tired of it. But I can understand peaceful protesting because we're all pissed off. We've all been locked down with COVID. This has been a terrible, terrible year in 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 this world history. You know, between all this shit going on in Washington, And, uh, you know, all the protesting and then COVID hits and then George Floyd hits. It's nuts. I've never seen anything like it. I feel sorry for our kids that have to experience this shit. But honest to God, in 42 years of being alive on this planet, I have never seen America this morning more at odds over George Floyd. We can all agree that what happened to him was fucked up and that every single one of those cops needs to be brought to justice, the fullest extent of the law. But why people are making this a black-white issue is disgusting to me, and it's hurtful to me. And I see it causing consternation across this country at a time when we need to come together. And the people who are burning down their own communities throwing rocks throwing bottles you know a black police officer was killed the other day just because of the riots have you heard about that on the news where are the riots because of that killing there have been innocent people that have been killed and lost everything as a result of protesting so explain to me i get your frustrations that you want to have a voice, that you're sick of this police brutality shit. Everybody is. But explain to me how protesting and looting and rioting and burning down communities is going to fix anything or solve anything. Take a look at Twitter this morning. Everybody in this country is on Twitter this morning screaming at each other because nobody can agree. All because of what happened to George Floyd. This is what the elites want, people. They want to create all these different groups and push us apart. And I'm not certain what the reason is for that. But the only people that can stop it is us. We can't blame this on Trump. We can't blame it on America as a whole. We can't generalize. If we want to fix what's wrong in this country, no matter what it is, it comes down to each and every one of us. And what should each and every one of us be doing? We should be staying home, in social distancing. This virus hasn't gone anywhere and it hasn't gotten any more dangerous. Ever since these protests started, you got a lot of people, not social distancing, and there's gonna be another spike of COVID. Nothing that we're doing right now, people, as a country, whether it's arguing or protesting or getting upset in fighting your neighbor because your opinions differ on George Floyd or the country right now, all it's doing is pushing us farther apart. All it's doing is making an already fragile country that was broken by this pandemic even more broken. So what I would highly suggest is for the next week, stay off of social media, turn off the news, stay home. Hug your family, hug your kids, and just know that the vast majority of Americans are good people who aren't protesting, who aren't throwing bricks, who don't want to see black and white people further separated and at each other's throat. They don't believe this has anything to do with racism. They get it. I am upset as you. Can you see it in my face? Can you hear it in my voice? I am pissed off that this event is tearing apart this country. Me and people that I'm friends with have been arguing all week about this. Everybody is emotionally charged right now. We just went through a hellish pandemic that's nowhere near over. Everybody's been locked down. And now this shit happens and it was blatant. But if you step back and take a look, all it's done is bring us further apart and caused more damage than if it hadn't happened at all. A change will come, but we have to be smart about it. I understand protesting. You want to have a voice. You want to go out there and show that you care. I got no problem with that. But to take it to the level of killing and burning and looting and rioting. You're not, you're, not, you're not bringing anything to uh, the situation to help it. How is rioting and looting going to make what happened to George Floyd any better? It's not, man. And this is what boggles my mind about human behavior. I'm just as disappointed and pissed off as even the most hardcore rioter. And if I thought that protesting or rioting or burning cop cars... ...would change anything, I would be right there with you. But it ain't. It's counterproductive. Everybody is upset over what happened to George Floyd. Just like I'm upset that my mother passed away six months ago. But there's nothing that I can do to change what happened to George Floyd. There's nothing I can do to change what happened to my mother. I'm pissed off at what happened to my mother I'm pissed off at what happened to George Floyd you're pissed off at what happened to George Floyd but going out right now and uh, burning a building down or yelling with a bullhorn or hopping on social media to fight with people who don't see things like I do it's a waste of your time it's a waste of my time and all it's gonna do is make us fight and push us farther together so this is one of the biggest struggles I have with this podcast. I'm a stand-up comedian. Granted, I'm a very new stand-up comedian. Don't even have a year's worth experience. And the whole point of this podcast, the views from the John, was for it to be comedy. Like a Bill Burr podcast. Or, you know, a, I was going to say Joe Rogan, but Joe Rogan doesn't really have too funny of a podcast. It's more serious. But I keep reminding myself before these podcasts start that I'm not for Winfrey. Okay. Um, you know, I'm not going to call out some guest. or You know what I'm saying? This is supposed to be comedy. But this has been the craziest part of 2020 is that day after day, things that are happening in this country, and things that happen to me, there's no way to spin it to make it funny. And That's what I'm up against. I really feel passionate, just like the rest of the country uh, does or is about George Floyd and everything that's happened since then, but yet there is no way to make this situation funny. But yet I feel compelled to talk about it because everybody else is. It just really saddens me, saddens me that we have to make this a black white issue. I think that officer would have killed George Floyd regardless of his color, because that officer was just a dickhead. But the vast majority of police officers are just like you and me. They have a job to do. And when they go home, they have wives, kids, they shit, they piss. They're human beings, human beings make mistakes. And I'm not trying to say that that officer made a mistake. That officer is obviously a dickhead. Had no right being a police officer in the first place. And him and everybody else that stood around needs to fucking burn to the fullest, the fullest extent of the law. Right? We all agree with that. Okay? And it will happen. But going out and protesting and burning buildings and rioting and us arguing... About black, white, and this, all, you know what I'm saying? We're fighting each other when we don't need to be fighting each other. And that's what hurts me the most. If what happened to George Floyd happened to George Floyd, and then everybody in this country came together in harmony without rioting or looting black and white, one voice, that would have been awe-inspiring and brought tears to people's eyes. But there's always got to be some bad apples out there. You know it and I know it. There are some very pissed off people out there right now that have just tired of this perceived police brutality. And then there's other people out there that are just using this as an excuse to take their childhood aggression out or their lockdown aggression out on target. So they can pick up a new flat screen TV. You know, that's true. So, I mean, it's tough when we just went through and we're in the middle of a worldwide pandemic that nobody alive has ever seen. And then we jump right into what seems like the verge of a second civil war in America here in 2020. That is the vibe this morning. In all the years and in all the times I have checked Twitter, Twitter scared the shit out of me this morning because there are so many angry, angry people that are tweeting and sharing stories that are complete farces and made up. I mean, I could put together a video right now that shows you anything I want to show you. I could show you a video right now of a white guy doing something fucked up or a black guy doing something fucked up, right? But in reality, you don't see the whole video. I just show you the fucked up act, right? And that's what happens on Twitter on the daily, but because of this George Floyd thing and all the protests, there is so much content going around Twitter right now That is triggering people's emotions that are just fake news or designed for clicks and to trigger you. There are people that I follow on Twitter that literally never get into this type of shit. They don't retweet or tweet about politics, religion, or none of it. In this particular person I'm thinking of, the last 24 hours has retweeted like eight different crazy stories that on his own podcast he wouldn't believe. So like when I see people that don't touch Twitter with a 10-foot pole now getting emotional and sharing all sorts of propaganda, I've never seen anything like this and it scares the fuck out of me. I'll be honest, for the first time in my life, I think that this country could be heading for a civil friggin' war or like a purge night type of movie or something where everybody just gets to the point where they're so pissed off at their neighbor and can't come to grips with their emotions that people are going to start fighting in the streets all over the country. It is boiling up to that point right now. And I ain't fucking shitting you. I've always been the type of guy, man, that like, um, you know... A deadly virus that wipes out the planet, an asteroid, um, an alien invasion. This is all shit that it's not a matter of if it will happen, it's a matter of when it will happen. Will it happen in our lifetime? It's going to happen. At a, eventually, at some point, whether it's a year from now or a million years from now, an asteroid will wipe out this planet. At some point, a virus will wipe out most life on this planet. At some point, there will be a World War III or some kind of a civil war in this country. I don't think anybody fucking wants that. Do you want it? I don't. The last thing I wanna do is spend the last third of my life fighting other Americans on American soil because we can't stop using our emotion instead of using common sense and logic when we're presented with something. All the media had to do was show a white cop kneeling on a black guy's neck for eight minutes and the whole world went nuts. Rightfully so. Take skin color completely out of it. Let's say every single person on this planet had the same skin color. That's how I look at it. You might think I'm full of shit, but I was raised in a community and by a family that preached and taught to not see color. I am literally colorblind. I don't give a shit what skin tone you is. I don't know how much more seriously I can say to that. If I thought for a second that this cop killed George Floyd because the cop was racist, then I would be even more pissed. But all I see is an idiot fucking human being cop killing an innocent human being. Forget the fact that he's white or black. Why are we hung up on this shit? And it's because we're so focused on that emotion of, you know, the black man getting kicked in the balls yet again by the white man. It's got everybody flipping out. They wanna keep telling you that a lot of these protesters and rioters and looters are black. Bullshit. Go on to YouTube. Most of these people rioting, actually I see a pretty even mix from, from the friendly protests to the people that are straight up, you know, robbing banks and shit. They're white and they're black. And I tell you, man, I've talked about this before, but there is one group of people that get offended to a level that I've never seen before. Rich, white women in Hollywood. You women get offended at a whole nother level. You guys have made it an art form, okay? Everybody has an opinion, right? I do. You do. We all have an opinion on pretty much everything. You know, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, I like chocolate. You like vanilla. You know, what's your favorite uh, president? You know, he likes Trump. I like Obama. Whatever. Everybody has their own opinion. But the level to which these women, white women in Hollywood get offended is just unbelievable to me. Has anyone else seen that? It's crazy. You know who went nuts the other night? And as a result, I unfollowed her. But um, Billie Eilish. And I know Billie Eilish fans are rabid. And I'm willing to bet you that if Billie Eilish fans were to watch this podcast, they would immediately hit the dislike button and try to kill me and try to cancel me. But listen, Billie Eilish is 16, 17-year-old, hardcore liberal, billionaire, as big as the Beatles, And she got so angry at the racism around George Floyd that she wrote this like four-page thing to her Instagram the other night. And I got so angry reading it, I unfollowed her. This is what's happening. But she literally went off the rails. Like a lot of us. She is convinced in her heart of hearts that this is a black white thing and that every white person is evil and that every white cop wants to kill black people. But if you stop thinking or using emotion and you start looking at things with common sense and logic, you will know that there are more white people killed by police than black by like three times the numbers. So when I see people in Hollywood that have $100 million, they're white, they're privileged, they don't have to work a day in their life, everything is just handed to them on a silver platter. The way they get offended on other people's behalf is an art form that I have never seen before. It, it, it's, it's absolutely nuts to me. So Billy, go write a song with your, with your brother Phineas that sounds like shit and make another billion dollars off it. You know. But then again, here I am. You know, I'm no Billy Eilish. I'm not a billionaire. But here I am giving my opinion on the fucking internet, right? All right, so yeah, um, I'm just disgusted and I'm a poly- and I'm sorry. You know, I personally when I go on YouTube this afternoon, I don't wanna watch any more people fighting or talking about George Floyd. I've had it. But yet here I am putting all this time and effort into a podcast that's meant to try to make you laugh and to think and all I've been doing is ranting about how fucked up this country is and how much we're at each other's throats and how much that makes me sad. And this isn't supposed to be a sad podcast. It really isn't. But I can't not talk about something that's literally dominating um, everybody's life right now. And uh, I don't agree with any of it. I agree every one of those cops, the cop that had his knee on the dude's neck and everybody that stood around letting the cop do that, they all need to, to jail forever. They need to be making an example of that this shit isn't going to be tolerated, especially not by a cop. They're supposed to protect and serve. You're supposed to run to them for help. George Floyd needed help and a dude kneels on his neck for eight minutes. I want to literally vomit I'm so disgusted by that. And I know you do too. So why can't we all just agree with that and then move on? I think the single biggest thing that I see people butting heads on with this George Floyd thing is the fact that it's come down to race. The majority of us, including me, don't want to see this made into a black-white thing. Why? Because I'm white? No! Because I seriously my entire life have been absolutely dumbfounded by racism and how anybody can judge my skin color or yours based on how dark the pigmentation is. It literally blows my fucking mind. I am the least racist person on this planet. I find black women extremely attractive and I would love to marry one. I want my kids to be mixed race. I think it should be a law in this country that you should have to marry outside of your race. I think the world would be a better place for it. Even though I don't identify as a liberal, my heart bleeds for everybody. I wish I could literally be like Superman and save everybody and save the world and just calm everybody down. Do you understand this? This is what I'm trying to say. I'm upset. That this country is at each other's throats right now. You hear that? Wow, that is my stomach going, I am fucking hungry, feed me. But seriously, that's what I'm most disappointed in. I just want to see everybody come together, man, and live and let live. And I, I, I don't get for the life of me why that's so hard and why we have to go so emotionally hard when something like this happens. Take emotion out of it and think with a little bit of logic and reason. A dumb ass human being murdered an innocent man. We're pissed. We should be pissed. Every person that had a hand in that should be brought to justice. But to go out and not socially distance during a pandemic in protest or loot or riot is not helping this country. It's not helping the problem. It's not being part of the solution. It does no good. We're digging a bigger hole that this country doesn't need right now. So please, I get you're angry. So am I. But just stay home, focus on your family, and know that the whole country is behind you. Nobody thinks this is okay. Nobody. All I'm trying to say is I'm hurt and disappointed that the media and so many people have made this a black versus white thing. It's 2020. Stop labeling people black and white. It's a human being problem, not a black-white problem. And stop, please stop burning down people's homes and protesting and stealing shit. That, that's not doing anybody any good, man. It really isn't. <sighs> I really need my faith in humanity restored, man, because, you know, honest to God, man, I just, as if this year wasn't tough enough with COVID, and now I literally see everybody fighting. I'm even fighting with friends over this George Floyd thing. That's what this is doing to America. Everybody is at each other's throats over this thing. And that's why I hate this cop or these cops even more. Cause not only did that did that action of those four or five police officers cause somebody to die innocently, but it's caused what hundreds of millions do- of millions of dollars of destruction? And it's caused every single American that used to be friends with each other to fight. It's causing white people and black people that were friends with each other to fight and make this a race thing. Don't let the media and the elite do this. There is a lot of strong evidence that this whole thing was concocted by the elites. If you want to believe in conspiracy theories to further divide this country and we'll have proof of that. If by some miracle that let's say Trump Uh, all of a sudden says he just found the cure for uh, COVID, like a month before the election. Or, you know, a month or two before the election, uh, Trump says, hey, I got the rest of those cops thrown in jail for life. And then he becomes the big hero. There is so much going on behind the scenes, people, that we don't realize. We are living almost in like a matrix, and everything that we see and hear on the, on the media and on the news, there's an ulterior motive for it. And that's to work off people that use their emotions to react rather than taking in information and processing it with common sense, facts, and logic. And this is what I really wish I could wake people up to. I keep saying it. I am as frustrated as any black person out there over what has happened to George Floyd. I am. And if I thought that protesting, looting, or rioting would change or fix or make it better, I would be right there next to you. But I don't. And what I don't like the most is how this event is causing people to get at each other's throat When there's never been a bigger and better time for us to come together. And that's all I'm trying to preach, man. All right, let's move on. Because I just uh, used the first, what, 35 minutes of this podcast to talk about something I didn't want to talk about in the first place because there's no way to make it funny. All right. As you probably know, this podcast is extremely random. It's not very well thought out, so I'm just going to jump right into the next topic. I was watching a movie the other night. Surprise, surprise, right? A 1982 movie. Have you ever watched a movie from like the 90s or 80s or 70s and been like, wow, there is just no way that they could ever do that movie in 2020? Just because times have changed. Everything's become a lot more politically correct. Um... So many words have been created since then, like shaming, you know, uh, you know, can't talk about, uh, I don't know. There's so many things that you can't talk about anymore and so many words you can't use anymore because people are gonna get upset by them. You know what I'm saying? So if you watch movies, like, take a look at American Pie. I mean, that, that came out in what, 1999, that was 21 years ago. Couldn't make it today. And that was pretty light. But the movie I'm thinking of, um, 1982, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. It's your typical teen comedy romp, whatever, from the uh, 1980s, right? There was one in particular part of that film that stood out to me. I've seen it a billion times, but it was on the other night I was watching it. But one of the scenes that popped out in my head that just made me go no effing way that would ever fly today in a movie or in real life. But um, if you remember Fast Times at Ridgemont High, uh, like I said, it was a high school movie. And uh, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, you know, uh, when a high school would play another rival high school, it used to be a big thing. They'd have pep rallies. They'd even make up t-shirts saying like uh, murder the marauders or whatever. So anyways, at Fast Times at Ridgemont High, their high school football team has a big game coming up against Lincoln High School, right? So all the kids at the uh, home high school are wearing t-shirts that say kill Lincoln, meaning like go and beat Lincoln High School. But if it were 2020 in in real life, do you think a high school would ever make a bunch of t-shirts that said kill Lincoln on it? No fucking way. You can't make a t-shirt this day and age that says kill anything on it. People would lose their fucking mind just at the sight of it, operating off of emotion. But obviously what the t-shirts meant was kill Lincoln, meaning beat the other team. But in this day and age, you can't use the word kill. People would instantly see the words kill Lincoln, and they would think, what are you talking about? Murder like Lincoln, the president that freed all the slaves, that teacher, it's racist, right? You can't have it. Even if uh, the name of the high school was uh, Carver, like the Carver Cavaliers, you can't even have a shirt that would say, kill the Cavaliers, because people would read too much into it. It's nuts. When I look back on my childhood, living in the 80s or being in high school in the 90s, Life was so much more simple, not just because I was younger and didn't have a care in the world, but social media didn't exist. So you didn't have to know the entire world's opinion every second of the day, anytime something happens. Social media is definitely one of the roots of this problem. Social media is a great tool for a lot of different things. If you're an artist or a musician or an actor, it's a great way to connect with your fans and keep in touch. If you got friends and family that live across the world it's a great way to stay in touch and share pictures and videos of your family but at the same time just like everything else people are using it for evil and the fact that we can instantly go on to all these platforms and share our opinions um i think is actually bad and I think I'm guilty of it. Like, look what I'm doing. I'm sitting here using my free time to make a video to talk about George Floyd, which is probably going to get some people pissed off, and maybe other people are going to watch me and say that's exactly how I feel too. But it's... So, yeah, I guess I'm just as much a part of the problem. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, All right, moving on. I was a bit of a dickhead back in... uh, you know, high school and grade school. And, you know, a lot of people couldn't figure it out. My parents wanted to take me to psychiatrists and psychologists and shit to figure out why their kid was so misbehaved, when the answer was really a lot simpler. I just wanted to get a laugh out of people. I liked being in the class clown. It didn't matter to me when I was a little kid who I bullied or who I made fun of. All I was looking for was a laugh. I wanted to make people laugh. And I still do. I'm just upset that I didn't become a comic 20 years ago when I was a lot younger. But, um, so this is just another one of these stories of me being a dickhead when I was a kid, okay? There was a, um, there was a a lady, and I cannot remember her real, I think it was Pat. I think actually there was a couple of them. Uh, and these were like, older elderly ladies that were retired, but they'd work at the um, elementary school part-time. And I think their official job title was like a teacher's aide. but literally all they would do is they would stand in the lunchroom with their arms crossed, just kind of watching the kids. And then when it would hit recess, they'd go out in their jacket with their arms crossed and just watch the kids. They were like they were basically referred to as lunch ladies. I know you've heard the term lunch lady, and that's politically incorrect. They like to be called, even back then in the 80s, a teacher's aide. Just like uh, a janitor doesn't like to be called a janitor, they want to be called a uh, custodial engineer, right? So these particular ladies at my elementary school hated to be called lunch ladies, because that to them, that was insulting. They wanted to be called teacher's aides. So of course, me knowing this and me being eight years old, I ran with it. I knew they didn't like to be called teacher's aides, so what do you, or uh, lunch ladies, so what do you think I would pester them all friggin' um, all uh, recess about? I'd be like, lunch lady, lunch lady, lunch lady. She'd be like, I am not a lunch lady. I am a goddamn teacher's aide. Lunch lady, lunch lady. (laughs) And then there was this other dude when I got into high school, right? I think everybody has these people in high school. The high school janitors that I had um, were okay people, I guess, but they were just really quirky, strange guys. There was this one guy... I can't remember. I can't remember what his name was, but he was an old, elderly gentleman, um, and he and he used to talk to himself a lot, which would, of course, make us kids in high school laugh. And the shit that he would say to himself was like always the same uh, thing, and it made no sense. And here's what he would do, honest to God. So, just picture yourself sitting in the cafeteria. It's uh, study hall. It's, two, it's one o'clock in the afternoon, whatever. And there's a janitor over in the corner. All the lunch tables are folded up and he's sweeping or whatever. And nobody's near him, but he's talking to himself. And he's saying this. He keeps repeating the other janitor's name, like calling out to him, even though he's not there. He just keeps saying over and over again, Ernie? So, so here's this old dude mopping a floor in the middle of, uh, or in the corner of the school, just talking to himself, going, And then the other voice he would make, and I never knew who this was, but he would say Ruben. He would always be calling for Reuben. I don't know if Reuben was a person or if the guy was just hungry and wanted a sandwich. But here's how he would say "Reuben." When he would talk to himself, while all of us were listening to him talk, himself, uh, talk to himself laughing our ass off, he'd go, r- I have to be able to roll the R, he went, r- Ruben, r- Ruben, Ruben, Ernie, Ruben, Ernie, Ruben, Ruben, Ruben. Never understood what he was doing. But yeah, he would just randomly call out names. But every time he said Ernie, it would be Ernie. And every time he said Reuben, he would really roll that R and be Ruben. But yeah, man, those guys, man. Yeah, just like the lunch ladies, they didn't like to be called custodians or a janitor. It was a custodial engineer because, you know, they have to engineer how they're going to empty those waste paper baskets. It's, it's, you know, evidently, it's a little bit more complicated than we're thinking. <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, let's move on to another story. One, The second job I ever had in my entire life was pumping gas at a gas station. And you might say to yourself, what the fuck is pumping gas? Well, pumping gas is a, you know, it's a term for putting gas in your car, right? Uh, You might not know it, but uh, you know, there are some gas stations that are full service. And what does that mean? That means that somebody will come to your car and they will put gas in it for you without your ass having to get out. Uh, So I used to work at a gas station, a Sunoco gas station that my uncle owned and every pump was full service. There was uh, one, two. There was four pumps, eight different stations, and the whole thing was uh, full service. Um, there was a repair garage there, but we didn't have like a convenience store. It was like gas only. We didn't sell cigarettes or beer or liquor. There was literally nothing inside of the convenience store to sell except for like oil or something like that. So all we had to do was sit inside of this room, look out the window, and anytime a car pulled in, we'd go out and say, what would you like? And they'd say, I want 20 bucks of 89 octane, and you pump their gas for them, and off they'd go. That's it. Pretty easy job. But of course, like anything, uh, when you work at a job like that, you get to see some pretty weird things and experience some weird people. And this one in particular time, okay, I'm sitting in the uh, in the shop a lot like I am now on a couch, and I'm looking out the window to the uh, parking lot to the gas pumps, right? And uh, I might have been watching a little black and white TV in there, or I could have been writing or playing my guitar. I don't know, but I see somebody pull in to uh, the gas station, but they pull right up to where the entrance is uh, to the to me, and they go over in the corner to where there's a payphone. So I didn't think anything of it. This is back in the mid-90s. There was no cell phones, only landlines, and people did stop and use payphones when they wanted to call somebody. So this guy pulled in, but he literally didn't pull up to a pump. He pulled up way in the corner of the parking lot, up near the building, uh, literally next to the phone. So I didn't think anything of it. The guy is obviously not getting gas. So you know, I go back to listening to music or watching TV or whatever, and, like, five or six minutes go by, and I look over, and this guy still hasn't gotten out of his car. And I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. And then a second later, I hear, haw, haw, haw. and I look over, and I'm like, what the fuck? Is this guy beeping? What, what is he beeping for? So, I, whatever, you know. It doesn't have anything to do with me. A couple of minutes later, The guy's beeping his horn again. And I'm like, what the, why is this guy beeping? And who is he beeping at? So again, I'm like, it's got nothing to do with me, you know? So again, I go back to watching the TV. 30 seconds later, it's like, I mean, the guy just holds down his horn. And I'm like, all right, what, what the fuck is this? Right? So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go check this out now. I need to see why this guy is parked in the corner of a dark parking lot honking his horn for no reason um so I go out there and I walk up to the driver's door right knock on the window a guy rolls the window down and I says yeah can I help you he's like yeah you took forever but fill it up to 87 would you (laughs) this fucking guy was waiting for me to come out to get gas Which is all fine and good, but he didn't pull up to the gas pump. He literally pulled into the corner of the parking lot. So I'm looking at this guy thinking like, what do you want? And he's just like nonchalantly, he's like, yeah, it took you long enough, fill it up to 87. And I'm just looking like, I said to him, I was like, dude, you realize you're like 200 feet from the pump, right? Swear to God, his reaction was, I knew this was going to be difficult when you made me wait 10 minutes. I'm like, sir, the pumps, they can't reach to you. I thought you were getting air for your tires or using the phone. You're nowhere near the pump, bro. So honest to God, the guy gets frustrated, rolls up his window, and then he goes and pulls around to the pump. But there's a problem. He pulled on the wrong side of the pump. You know, his gas can is on, his, his, uh, his fuel filler thing is on the other side of the car. Now, back then, our things didn't stretch that far, so I had to go back up to the car and be like, dude, you pulled up on the wrong side of the pup, man. You need to back up or pull forward and then back up to the other side. He said, well, can't you just stretch the thing? I was like, no, man, it's going to drag on your car. It's going to scratch. I can't do it. So honest to God, rather than taking my advice because he was on the wrong side, I told him to back up. And just pull over into the next lane. And then he'll be on the right side. What does does he do? He goes and pulls forward and just does a Yui. So now he's on the other island, but his gas thing is still on the wrong side. And I walk back up to him, and I'm like, hey, man, I told you you needed to back up. You just went around... This guy was like, fuck this, he put it in first gear and just went, he just tore ass out of the parking lot. He got so frustrated and angry at me, me, when everything the dude did was a result of his own stupidity. Who pulls into a gas station and parks 300 feet away from the gas pump, wondering why the attendant isn't coming out to fill their car up? Maybe it's because you're nowhere near a fucking gas pump. And then they get angry at me because the guy's car is on the wrong... You know, his, he pulled up to the pump the wrong way. Twice! And then he peels out, nearly runs me over, because it's all my fault. That's, that's just the tip of the iceberg in shit that you know I've had to, to deal with with people. But... Um, yeah, I've been telling you guys that for the last month I've been shaving my head, right? And um, I used to shave it with uh, clippers on the lowest setting, and uh, now I've given in to just shaving with like a, like a Bic when I'm in the shower, right? But what's amazing to me, for any guys out there or even women that shave, you know, maybe you got hairy legs, armpits, whatever, right? Um, you know, I started growing facial hair at 16, I'm 42, so I've been shaving for a long time. Now, take a Gillette Mach 3 or, you know, a Gillette Mach 10, whatever. When you're shaving your face, the blades tend to last, I don't know, three weeks, couple months, depending on how thick your facial hair is and shit. But what's crazy is that uh, I never realized just how much more coarse uh, head hair is than facial hair. But honest to God, man, I I have gone through, I think, four Gillette Mach 3 blades in the last month. So I'm averaging a blade a week. So so after shaving my head seven straight days, the blade is like toast, dull, needs to be thrown out. Have you ever seen a razor blade get that dull after a week? It's crazy. So yeah, um, I love the look. I love doing it. It's very easy. But uh, it's just crazy to me how much money I'm spending on razors. And just how much more, like, more dull your head hair uh, makes the razor as opposed to your face. Uh, What else? What else? What else? What else? All right, I need to admit something awful. Um, And I think we all have these thoughts, even though they're not right. But I'm ashamed of it. But I thought it was so stupid and embarrassing I thought I'd share it with you but uh the other it was last night I was watching an interview with Michael J Fox I'm a huge 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 movie guy one of my favorite movies of all time is Back to the Future all three of them I literally watch Back to the Future at least once every couple days it is a comfort movie for me I've seen it a, a, a zillion times I am obsessed with Back to the Future. Um, as many of you probably know, Michael J. Fox has Parkinson's disease, and if you watch an interview with him, um, it's pretty tragic. I mean, the guy is just he's constantly moving and slurring his words and just I mean, it's it's like literally as bad as I'm doing now. Just constant, constant movement. He just he just cannot stay still. And I love the guy and I feel terrible for anybody that has to be given like a life sentence like that. Like, hey, you're a movie star, just starred in one of the most popular movies of all time. Uh but sorry, we're gonna hit you with Parkinson's disease and it's gonna basically ruin your life. Isn't that nuts, dude? You know, one day you're just crushing life and then the next day you get a death sentence or But it's crazy. But the fucked up thought that I had is as much as I love Michael J. Fox and as bad as I feel for him or anybody with Parkinson's or any disease like that, as I was watching the interview, in my head, I'm like, dude, can you sit the fuck still? (laughs) I was watching Michael J. Fox and the poor fucking dude has got Parkinson's disease, and he's just constantly moving. And here I am thinking on the other side of the computer in my head, like, dude, would you quit moving around? It's annoying. Ugh. I'm ashamed at myself for even thinking that. But at the same time, I laugh at it. I have to. Not because I'm happy that I thought that or happy that I said it. It's just, what a fucked up comment. I love the guy. I feel terrible for him that he can't stop moving around. But as I'm watching him move all around, I'm like, dude, can you stop moving? That's so annoying. But he can't help it. It's just, I don't know. I I feel terrible for about that. All right, one last thing, and I'm going to let you go because it looks like I've already been talking for 55 minutes and like 53 of that is about George Floyd. And I'm sorry about that, but um, I will leave you with one piece of good news, okay? Um, A lot of people have been taken advantage of um, by deadbeat sellers trying to get supplies for COVID, Right everybody's had trouble finding toilet paper and paper towels and gloves and masks and sanitizer and cleaners and there were a lot of people that were on Amazon or eBay that were um, selling these products but not shipping them or they never had the products and you would pay $40 and you would never get anything well that happened to me and let me tell you the story Amazon is fantastic at having your back if you are an Amazon member like I am I do a lot of shopping with Amazon and um, even if you buy something from a third-party seller meaning it's not sold by Amazon you just buy it through their website if they happen to screw you over Amazon will pay you out of their own pocket and refund you it's called the A to Z guarantee so back in early April I ordered a box of gloves and I paid $20 for the fastest shipping where they were supposed to be here in 10 days. Turns out like two months later, they never showed up. I was, I I had paid $20 for like 10 days shipping, the most I could have spent. And two months later, they still hadn't shown up yet. The tracking number from the seller didn't work. Everybody who had bought these gloves from the seller said they never got them. So every one of the seller's ratings went down, um, a big mess. I wrote to them and say, hey, you guys, I spent $45 for these gloves. they be here six weeks ago. The tracking information never worked. Amazon system says the product is lost. I would like my money back so I can purchase some gloves from people that actually have them. And the seller wrote back and said, hey, Sorry, we'll give you a $10 discount, but we ain't giving you your money back. Of course, Amazon stepped up and says, that's not cool. Seller can't do that. The product says it's lost. The tracking number don't work. It was supposed to show up six weeks ago. So Amazon went and gave me my $45 back. So Amazon, great customer service, deadbeat seller. They gave me my $45 back. That same day that I got my $45 back, I found an American seller that was selling gloves for $16.99 with free shipping. 16 bucks, including shipping. I got those gloves three days later, awesome seller. But here's the kicker, a week after I got my $45 back after not getting my product, two months after they were supposed to show up, Randomly one day, I go out to check the mail, and there's my box of gloves. Is that not called karma? I guess they did ship them. Had they used a, a real shipping uh, you know, carrier like UPS or something, and the tracking number worked, I could have seen that it was lost, or that it was just taking a long time to clear customs or something. And then I just would have waited, and I would have never asked for a refund. I'm not trying to get something for free. But uh, I don't know. I just look at that as karma. That's like the one good thing that's happened to me. I got a free box of gloves for my hassle and got my $45 back. And uh, I'd like to say that's all the time I have for today, but I got a lot of time. I could sit here talking for 10 more hours, but the fact is you probably turned this video off about 50 minutes ago, so. Um, that's all I got for today, people. I. Really, really am disappointed in myself that I can't make this podcast funnier because I'm literally trying to make a career out of stand-up. But in the world that we're living in today, I don't have any personal stories that have happened in the last week because I'm locked down. And everything dominating the news right now, even though I don't watch the news, it's impossible. I don't watch the news. I really don't try to focus on... People Twittering and tweets and stuff like that. I really try to avoid it because the news will seriously make you want to kill yourself. If you watch the news, they make it out to to be like the world is literally ending. And I don't need that. I have enough bullshit in my life to deal with. So that's why I want my whole day to be filled up with positivity and happy-go-lucky people. I don't like to be around people that are negative, that have negative energy, that like to talk about gloom and doom. I don't like it. So, it's my goal to do this podcast and have it be something be and have it be something that's informative to you and makes you laugh. But that's just the thing. The last week because I'm locked down, I can't go anywhere to have any experiences with anybody to come up with funny stories for you. And even though I don't watch the news, COVID And the George Floyd case is just so prevalent that it's literally coming through my windows without even having to go to the news. So I don't know what else there is to talk about, but I I sincerely apologize. I am going to work on trying to dig up every old story and every funny, wacky, silly thing I can come up with. This podcast is seriously supposed to be comedy first um, and, you know, maybe thinking you My whole goal behind this podcast is to not only make you laugh, but to maybe make you think. Maybe to have that kind of aha moment, like, oh, shit, I never thought of it that way. That's kind of cool, and it makes you laugh. And I'm really trying to hit that goal, but I feel like I'm not doing it. But hey, man, this is like podcast number 39. I'm only seven, eight months into my comedy career. Bear with me. I know the other day I looked at, And listen to like podcast number one, podcast number 10 To see how far I've come with the production And uh, just everything else in the last seven months I'm definitely trending up I'll get better, I'll get better But, you know, I don't know I don't know I promise, and I keep saying this But I'll promise that next week um, There'll be no COVID talk There'll be no George Floyd talk It'll just be all silliness and happiness and uh wild crazy times. Uh that's about all I have for you today. God bless you. God bless America and please 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 calm the fuck down. Thank you. I love you. Have a great time. Hallelujah. Later. <laughs>